Hey, welcome to the Epic Leadership Podcast. My name is Chad Mitchell, and besides being a husband and a father to four wonderful children, I am also a small business owner. And I'm Bobby Hawk. I'm co-hosting with Chad. And not only am I a husband and father of two, but I am also a pastor. So we're going to talk about leadership and whether you are in the marketplace or the ministry, I think the Epic Leadership Podcast can encourage and enhance your leadership. Here we go. All right. Welcome back. Hey, Epic Leadership Podcast. Bobby, we're rolling again. Here we are. We are rolling. So this is our uh, April edition here. So pretty excited to uh, to talk through some things. And as we as we get started, uh, we did want to give a shout out to Kappa. Yeah. Uh, this month uh, is they uh, child abuse prevention awareness. Uh, it's kind of a big month for them. And I appreciate at least uh, here in Kansas City locally all that they do uh, to really kind of watch out, protect um, the most vulnerable. So definitely want to give a shout out to that. Anything you want to add to that? Just such a wonderful organization. You know, we've had the opportunity to to work with them and partner with them on a couple things. And uh, such a wonderful organization and uh, so proud of everything that they're doing and just proud to be a part of it with them. Yeah. And you know what? Uh, Maybe uh, you're listening. Maybe you're part of a business uh, or just the ability to support something locally like that. It's a big month for them. They try to raise awareness, yeah. but of course they're also raising support. And uh, we just, yeah, we want to give a shout out. So like you said, uh, we're in sign of some mutual kind of fraternal organizations and have met some really incredible people. And so for sure, shout out to Kappa. But uh, yeah, as we get started, uh, we're on pillar number three, Chad, we've been doing this. Uh, we talked about six pillars uh, for, for those watching or listening. We're not going to recap everything we said the last two months. Uh, we, we have a tendency to do that, don't we? <laughs> that, that <laughs> we both get dog. Yeah. So we're going to kind of just drill down today. But the idea, Chad, was if you're going to build your life with purpose, you need a plan, a blueprint, if you will. And so we're just kind of talking about the six pillars that you and I feel are important. And each of those pillars, we tried to narrow down maybe six specific things. And yeah. today we're going to talk about people. Yeah. Six people that, that we feel like they don't have to be six different people. Maybe they are, maybe they're not, but six types of people that we need as, as leaders in our life to continue to grow. Yeah. So what kick us off with this idea? You know, I think it's interesting that, you know, sometimes we think about people within our lives. And here's what I've learned, Bobby, as a business owner and as a father, as as just an individual, I need people in my circle that have bigger dreams and think bigger than I do, right? Yeah, yeah. And sometimes that challenges me to also think the same way, but it also holds me accountable for for just being just being a good person, so to speak. So I think we'll speak a little bit to that as we go through. But uh, yeah, the, the people, um, the people in this process of the blueprint, they really matter. Yeah, and, and this is obviously a leadership podcast, right? So we kind of hone in on if you're a leader, that means that you are influencing people. For sure. And 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 leading people. Obviously, if nobody's following, you're not leading, right? Yeah. So you're one of those people for somebody else. Yeah. But even as a leader, you need people in your life, and that's kind of what we're going to drill down on today. So again, we've talked about leadership isn't just necessarily position. Everybody is a leader, can be a leader, even if you're leading your own life. But I think what we're really drilling down today is even as a leader that other people are following, 
who are the types of people that you need to continue to to grow and develop. So, uh, I, talk to me. What's what's the first type person in your mind? You know, the for me, the first type of person that we look at, and this and this is in no specific order, but the first type of person that we look at is is maybe a counselor. Maybe somebody that that can either help you out with maybe some things that have happened in the past, maybe some things that possibly you could go through in the future. Um, you know, when I th- when I think about counselor, I think this is one of those things that sometimes can ha- maybe have a negative stereotype mm-hmm. around it, and it's it's such it's it's not a truth statement at all to have a, a negative aspect around a counselor because at, at the end of the day, we all need help working with working with or working through certain things that may have happened in the past, some certain things that you may go through in the future. So that's my thought on the counselor part. Yeah. So I agree with the counselor part. I think you're right. I think there's been a stigma maybe uh, connected to that. Um, But I also think that maybe people have looked at counseling as something that you only need if you've had a traumatic event in your life or you're in just a really, really bad spot. And I would say, well, yeah, that's true if you've had a traumatic event or you're in a really bad spot. But I think a counselor can be preventative as well. Absolutely. You know, because everybody's had something that they've gone through. You know, trauma really has different levels. Right. Um, And so whether you skin your knee and need a Band-Aid or you cut your leg severely and need surgery, either way it bleeds. Right. And and so I think in life, we all can have somebody who helps us work through what are the things in the past. Because the reality is if we don't work through issues from our past, we bury them. Yeah. And those things will will resurface again. And I found, at least in my my own experience personally and worth working with people, that when you bury them, and then you bring them back up, they're they're more difficult. They don't go away. Right. Those 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 bodies are still buried, so to speak. Chad, they don't disappear unless you have Lake Mead, which I guess the lower it gets, the more bodies pop up. But yeah, but but in real life, what what benefit I guess would you say that you would experience from? And a counselor, let me just pause and say, could it be a professional counselor? Yes. Sure. Could it also just be somebody who can help you look back right. so that you can look ahead? So whether personal, professional, but what's an experience maybe you've had with that? You know, I think it brings clarity for me. It think, it, I think it brings some clarity for, for certain things that could happen. Um, as a leader, it, it's just a matter of – it's not necessarily a matter of is there going to be things that you need to have a counselor for. It's just a matter of is it does it make you a better leader? If you have somebody to work through some of these things with, um, you know, as leaders, we face multiple issues sometimes, you know, that could be issues within your own organization. That could even be issues that that you're facing personally um, to be the best leader you can be. You have to have a clear mind for the most part. And also you have to have somebody to process some things through. So uh, I, I think the counselor is a, is a big part of doing that. Yeah. The visual I have, Chad, is kind of, uh, you know, in your house. Maybe you get a new house, you move stuff in, you get everything set up the way you want. But over time, it's easy to collect stuff. And what I found is when we've moved before, I get excited about moving. I'm starting to pack. And then I go to the basement or wherever we keep kind of that storage stuff. And I know I need to go through these bins. I've got stuff. I probably have elementary ribbons from field day, Chad. Okay. in these bins, I know I need to go through them. I know this, a lot of this stuff I could just get rid of, 
but I'm not ready to throw the whole bin away because I don't want to get rid of something important. But then I open the lid and I look at it. I'm like, you know, what? I'm going to deal with this at the new place. Yeah. Well, guess what? I'll deal with it. It ends up in another garage or another basement, same bin, another basement. I think that's what you're talking about. In order to have clarity of mind, sometimes you got to clear out the junk. Well, and as a like-minded Enneagram 3, you have those uh, flyers and, and ribbons for other reasons other than just you need to clear out the junk. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I understand why ribbons. you have the ribbons. Listen, I'm pretty sure, Chad, I still have the record on the 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 40-yard dash at field day at William Yates Elementary. I don't think either of your boys broke that. I'm just saying. So yeah, they, did, they didn't break that. And regardless if anybody else did, you are all, always I still have the record. record. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's because it used to be the 50 and they changed it to the 40. So I think I have the 50 forever. I don't think anybody can beat that. But no, it, it helps you get clarity when you clean out the junk. You need somebody to help you clean out the junk because that's the reality is when I open that bin, and I'm being honest with you, I, I just feel overwhelmed. Yeah. And, and I know that may sound foolish to people, but to me, I don't want to go through it right now because it just, it's like, I don't want to deal with this. But if two people get together and say, okay, let's just knock this out quick. I kind of feel like that's what a counselor is. Yeah. Not that you're going to knock it out quick, but it's somebody else saying, okay, hold on. You want clarity? Let's clean some, some of the junk out. And the only way to clean it out is, well, we may have to talk about it. Yeah. The good thing is I've, I've never walked away feeling less clarity when the individual in my life, who I do, I have this person, you know this person well, Absolutely. that I can process stuff out with and he doesn't allow me to walk away without clarity. Yeah. He'll he'll continue to, to to pull some stuff up and say, hey, Bobby, let, let, let's talk through this so that you can move forward. And Chad, at the end of the day, I always feel better because yeah. I feel like I do walk through with clarity. So, uh, all right, number two. So two, uh, six types of people, number two. Um, and I think about this one a lot because I actually have one of these and, and it's a coach. Um, and in my business, I actually have a, have a business coach that, that I hire. Um, and the reason why they're so important to me is because sometimes when I'm sitting in the chair every single day and I'm, and I'm coaching a team and I'm leading a team, probably I can become blinded really easily. Um, and, and I can sometimes not be able to see a clear picture of what's going on. So here's what they do for me. They help me to give me different perspectives. They help me to understand that there's sometimes things that I'm possibly missing. Um, it's kind of like a secret shopper, so to speak. You know, you've heard of secret shoppers going into stores and checking out somebody's customer service and those kind of things. A business coach for me is kind of like a secret shopper for me. They're checking out how things look from an outsider's perspective, and there's somebody that's not necessarily sitting in there every single day. So it really helps me out. Yeah, I, I would agree. The coach is important. And I would almost differentiate when people say, okay, well, talk to me about a coach. I say, okay, a counselor is helping you look back to deal with things that you need to deal with in order to move forward. Right. A coach is helping you look ahead. Yeah. And the best coaches I found, I don't know about you, are they're not the ones who are trying to live vicariously through you. They're not even the ones telling you what to do. They're the ones that know how to ask you the right questions yeah. to help you figure out your journey. So business coach, life coach, um, some people might might call this something different. Maybe they call it a mentor. Maybe they call it a trainer. But I think it's just somebody who's willing to say, I'll ask you the questions to help you get from where you are now to where you need to be. And yeah, they probably can see a different view from the outside than what you can see from from your seat, and that that's probably why it's effective. Yeah. So, but when we think when we think about coaching, I think the term coaching kind of conjures up probably a lot of different things. Maybe you played ball when you were a kid, and 
the mental image you have of a coach is somebody yelling at you from the sidelines to run faster or whatever. That's not what we're talking about, right? right? We're just talking about somebody who's going to pull the best out of you because they know how to challenge you in, in those areas. Is that what, would you agree with that? Yeah. And one thing I would say with a coach sometimes is, is sometimes when we have a coach, we don't, we can't expect to be flattered by this coach. They're not always going to agree with us. Right. But they're going to challenge us with tough questions. Um, they are also going to challenge us with with tough consequences if the questions aren't answered correctly. Right. So sometimes that coach person is just going to make you a better leader. And it's also going to give you the clarity that you need to make the best decisions that's out there. Well, maybe you bring up a good point. A good coach is probably not the person who is also the comforter, right? right. Yeah, the good coach is challenging you. Yeah. And and so now there's bad coaches and we've witnessed that, you know, somebody yelling and throwing chairs, probably not the best coach. Right. But somebody who knows how to challenge you versus you staying where you are uh, certainly fills the role of a coach. For me, I, I've had an individual in my life. He's actually a certified coach. I mean, he's gone through coaching training and since then, I've had the privilege to do the same thing. But when we were first starting Epic Church, it was huge for me to have a coach because he wasn't telling me what to do. He wouldn't tell me, here's how you start the church. He was asking me the right questions so that I was forced to think about things that either I didn't want to think about because they challenged me to grow or things that maybe I just hadn't thought about. And, and so what I found from him and from that process, a good coach, because while we need a coach, we might also be able to be a coach for somebody. They they know how to, first of all, they, they understand active listening, mm-hmm. right? That's, that's pretty key to being a coach because you, you can't just hear, you got to listen. Active listening. And then what I found is they, they understand asking open-ended questions, not right. the yes or no ones, right? The, the You almost say powerful questions, thought-provoking questions. And then those are people who are willing to come up with what I would call action plans, to help you. Now, again, you, you've got to own the action plan, but the question should formulate something. Okay, Chad, so what's next? Yeah. What's your next step? And then the last part of that's accountability. Those are good coaches. When they understand I can listen, I can ask questions, I can help you formulate a plan, and then I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna hold you to it because that's what a coach does. Uh, so that's what I found to be beneficial. Yeah. And you know, one thing you mentioned there is is sometimes, you know, some of our listeners may be coaches themselves, you know, and and I think sometimes you and I can be even in the role of a coach. And some of the, the most important things that we can ask is, tell me more about that. Um, let's let's dive deeper into that. What else is going on? Just because that gives the other person the opportunity to basically open up and give you more details about what's going on other than just a yes or no answer. So I, I agree with you totally. Yeah. So we've talked about counselor. We've talked about coach. I mean, what do you see next? Yeah, so – so we talked about someone to deal with the past and someone to help you with the present. You know, I think it's important that everyone has a confidant. Yeah. Um, you know, I think for some people, uh, as it should, that, that's your uh, person you're married to, right? I mean, that should be the person you're closest to. But not everybody is in that situation. But I think everybody can have a confidant. Just somebody that you can trust with what I would call private information. Mm-hmm. Now, again, you could say, well, isn't that what a counselor's for? Well, yeah, but a counselor is more specific to help you deal with issues from your past. I'm just talking about the person that you can be emotionally vulnerable with, the person that you know at the end of the day, you take your hat off, you're not putting on a mask, you, you don't have to impress. Um, and so for me, that that's Vanessa. Yeah. And, and I know for you, that's Carrie. For sure. um, and But it's nice to have that person who 
again, you you can have that emotional intimacy, for lack of better terms, that says, hey, this is who I am and you know me better than anybody else. But talk to me about why that doesn't have to be – because, again, I I almost said companion instead of confidant. But I I chose from confidant because not everybody – has that person yet, or or some people go through life and they choose not to get married. So we're not really talking about you have to be married to have that person, but you can have a person that you can really, really confide in. Is that, would you agree with that? I I would agree a hundred percent with that. And, and, you know, just because you can confide in them doesn't mean they're always going to give you the answers that you want to hear. Okay. And, and that's what I'll throw that out there. I mean, you know, Carrie and Vanessa, they always don't tell us that our podcast is good. I mean, sometimes they'll tell us it's not good at all. Well, they still don't like the picture. <laughs> yes, so absolutely. new picture 100%. coming soon for those of you that don't like Chad and I holding up a book in front of our face with Chief stuff on. Yeah. And we've heard about that for 15 months. But you're right. Yeah, they'd always say what you want to hear, but you trust them. Absolutely. I'm confident you got to be able to trust to keep information. Yeah. But I think what you're saying is you also trust them to give you back information and feedback that's helpful, right? Well, and also that confidence is also going to to love or like you regardless of your answer, right? They're right. going to give you grace. And I think right. that's the most important thing for a confidant is, is number one, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Number two, that grace portion is going to be there for you as well. We know that, so we can cover about anything we want to with with the people that we consider our confidence being our wives. Yeah, and I think another maybe takeaway just to remind people, we're not talking about six separate people. We mentioned mm-hmm. that. We're talking about types of people, but we're also not saying you can only have one. Yeah. You know, you might have <clears throat> excuse me, a business coach, you might have a life coach. They they could be two different people. You might have certainly if you're married, I hope your spouse is a confidant, but you might also have just someone else that you just really trust and confide in. Um, and, and I think that's good. I think that's okay. I think that's helpful. I think, uh, you know, having a, is, is a guy, having a good guy friend that yeah. I could just confide in and say, Hey, you know, man, I'm kind of, I'm kind of struggling with this. I'm kind of discouraged by this and, and know that that person is trustworthy. They're not going to go and tell other people, but like you said, they're also going to, give you good feedback, even if the feedback is not necessarily what you want to hear. Cause the feedback might be, well, I understand that you're feeling that way, but yeah. And then the challenge comes. So yeah, I think that that confidant is, is very important, which also leads to, and these might be the same Chad, but I think there's a little bit different role. Uh, when we talk about just a, a, a comrade, yeah. you know, I, it, it's almost like a buddy, but, but, Everyone needs a comrade. They need just somebody they can have have fun with. Is yeah. that fair? I mean, how would you describe that? You know, as far as comrade for me, that would be like my guy Bobby Hawk. You know, um, you and I have hung out long enough, and we've known each other long enough that that we can go to each other with certain things, and we can cover certain things. We get the grace, yeah. right? And sometimes you'll tell me that was a dumb decision, and I'm good with that, yeah. right? Yeah, <laughs> but. Uh, I, that's something I would consider a, a comrade, somebody that that you can that you can have tough conversations, but also have good conversations for celebrations and those things. Yeah, and and people probably listening can see how some of these can overlap, right? Yeah. And, and, and it's fine. Again, that's why we said they're not six separate people necessarily. But yeah, I would agree. You and I, I, I just think I took the family down to spring training couple weeks ago to see the Royals. Well, you and I, we've done that a couple times. Absolutely. And, uh, and I, I remember some of those stories I was telling them to the family when we were down there, I was like, yeah, Chad and I, here's where we stood. And I remember, uh, Jorge Soler wouldn't sign, wouldn't sign my baseball. And what did I tell him, Chad? 
after he struck out, you told him that's why he struck out because he wouldn't sign your baseball. Unfortunately, it was in front of about 2,000 of our closest friends when you yelled it out at him. Somewhere. Right, right. And I, I think I went so far as to say you're going back to the minors. And later that year, he went back to the he minors. He went back to the minors. <laughs> He got his act together and had a pretty good season after that. But no, I mean, the, the stories, it, it just creates fun and life and you can have fun with those people. And honestly, Chad, as, as leaders, we have to allow ourselves to have some fun Yeah, because being a leader, you know, whatever that implies for somebody, people are following you. You're leading an organization, leading a business, leading a family, doing all those things. There's a lot of pressure with that. And, and there's a lot of times where you do have to be serious and you do have to get things done. You need that person that you can't have fun with. And, and maybe I should say people, but certainly yeah. one. And, and I would go to, so far to say this is probably a good example where our wives are not only our confidants, but they're also our comrades. And so yeah. the way we live life, we, we enjoy having fun uh, and, and enjoying that. So maybe this would be a good time for to plug pickleball. Yeah. So for uh, for our local audience here in Kansas this, City, yeah, I know, no, I know, and I'm, I'm I'm super pumped. But for our local audience here in Kansas City, uh, coming in May uh, at the Epic Sports Lodge, we're uh, eight indoor pickleball courts, four outdoor pickleball courts, um, and we're really excited about this because pickleball is kind of the fastest growing sport right now. That's what they tell us, right? Yeah. In the U.S. And you're a pickleballer. I, I love some pickleball. It's 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 so much better than tennis, right? I, I'm not good at tennis at all, but pickleball I can do. And, and for those of you that may not understand what pickleball is, it's kind of a combination of racquetball and tennis, mm-hmm. right? Uh, such a wonderful sport, such a fun sport. And we're so excited to be able to bring a lot of the courts to the Epic Sports Lodge. I mean, that's going to be great. Well, and I know your in-laws have played pickleball. So yeah, it's kind uh, of an all-ages thing, really. They won't I mean, play with me any longer. I'm not quite sure why. Yeah, it's that Enneagram 3 competitiveness. <laughs> yeah. But you're going to – you're gonna you, we're going to play. That's going to be another comrade thing. And yeah. uh, that's – it's just the idea. It, somebody that you can just have fun with. Yeah. Somebody you can just enjoy life with and, and still have those good conversations. So, okay. So we've talked about – just recap. So counselor – deal with the past, coach, deal with the present. Yeah. Confidant, deal with the private. Comrade, maybe just deal with the personal, right? Just a personal friend. What's next? What's number five? Yeah. I, and, and Bobby, you and I have been pretty open about this, about our faith and about kind of who we are as people. And I think for us, and I, and I would say probably for most people, that the next person in line should probably be some some sort of clergy, some sort of pastor, some sort mm-hmm. of somebody to help you grow in your faith. Right, yeah. because for me, Bobby, I, again, I, and we've mentioned this a couple times on this podcast, we can't be who we are without that portion of who we are. Yeah, right. Yeah, it, it's it's really tough to be somebody that we're that we're not. And you and I are both very faithful people. Um, we've been open about that, and I think that that is probably somebody that's really important in our journey of leadership that uh, has kind of helped us through this. Yeah. And- and I'm glad that we included this one because I realize when we say six types, not everybody's going to agree with, right. with the types. And that's fine. Actually, hopefully it just causes our listeners to say, who are the types of people I need? You know, because right. we could add to the list, we could take away. In fact, we did, right? We were trying to narrow it down. But I'm glad we kept clergy on there. Um, and by clergy, like Chad said, we, we just mean a, a pastor or a person of influence when it comes to faith. But I'm glad we left it on there because I do believe that. I do believe that faith is important and you need somebody who can challenge you. And ironically, our, our listeners that may know a little bit of my background, I i mean, I am a pastor. So 
it could come across, well, I'm saying this for selfish reasons. Like, you know, I need people to listen to me. No, actually the reason I'm saying this is every pastor still needs a pastor. Absolutely. So even in the role I'm in, I need someone to have that voice in my life that can help me. Um, oftentimes they can see your blind spots. Now, now maybe not personally, if you don't have a close personal relationship, but they can they can help you with direction and purpose, remind you of what's important and the bigger things. And uh, and I just think it's a, a role that everyone needs. And so I have that. I have a person who I still look at as my pastor that I grow from. I have a couple of podcasts that I specifically listen to for that purpose that I would say these people in a way are kind of clergy from a distance even right. for me. Um, and so – but. I guess maybe, you know, to, to put you on the spot, what specific parts of, of that have been helpful to you as a leader? Yeah. I think as a leader, sometimes we can be faced with a lot of things that, that aren't, um, quote unquote pastoral, right? And, and I think sometimes having that pastor, such as yourself, for me, it, it helps give me balance. It helps bring me back to, you know, what's really important in what I'm doing. Um, and as, as we've always said, leaders are basically influencers. I mean, they influence people. Well, I would say that the same thing about a pastor. A pastor is a leader. Whether they're trying to be a leader or not is, is irrelevant. A pastor is influencing people to, to feel certain ways, to understand certain things, to, to understand the bigger picture of, of what this whole thing called life is, mm -hmm. right? And sometimes we can get so jaded and we can get so blinded on all of the things that are going on in our own little world that we forget about what's most important. Yeah. And I think somebody said a long time ago, Chad, it stuck with me that sometimes as a pastor, you will comfort the afflicted. Right. But sometimes as a pastor, you will afflict the comfortable. Yeah. And I think that there is a both and. You need a pastor. You need somebody in your life because there will – I mean it's inevitable. There will be times that we will go through difficult seasons. Maybe it's the loss of a loved one. Yeah. And you need somebody to help pastor you through that and right. walk you through that. That's comforting the afflicted. Right. But there may be some times where you start to get off that narrow road and we all do, and you may need somebody to kind of afflict the comfortable and say, hey, did you forget your why, right? right? And so I think having somebody that can speak into that is is helpful for all of us. And again, that's even a pastor saying that. Every pastor needs a pastor. So that's, that's five. Let's uh, let's hit number six, uh, kind of wrap this, this up. The sixth person, we narrowed the list down to six yeah. types of people. The sixth one is... Yeah, last but certainly not least, because I think this one is important as well as all the others, but you've got to have those colleagues, right? you got to have those colleagues that understand exactly what you're going through. Um, some of my best conversations throughout the day are people who do exactly the same thing that I do. Um, last year, we had the opportunity to have Alicia Scott on board yep. with us, and uh, that relationship for her and I became because she is a colleague. Mm -hmm. And I will still tell you that today, even that relationship still exists, and we, we're still able to talk about our successes, but also talk about the frustrations as well, because sometimes you got to vet that stuff out, because if you're not vetting that stuff out to a colleague – you're vetting it out to a team and they may not need to hear it. Yeah, that's a great – and I think it's a great point because a colleague is somebody in your same or very similar industry. Yeah. That When we're talking colleague, we're talking about that professional who does what you do, yeah. but you may not do it together. And in your case, yeah, 
you know, you guys have your own offices and and all of that. Some people would look at that as a competitor for sure. But you're you're talking about colleague because you're saying we can learn best practices. Yeah, I can learn from her mistakes. She can learn from mine. Avoid pitfalls, and and the same is true for a pastor, someone in my role. I still need colleagues. I need other pastors of other churches that I can learn from, and and I'm grateful that I have several, even just kind of here locally, but but around the nation, that I feel like I can call and say, "Hey, I just kind of I'm walking through this situation. Can you give me any insight? Have you been there? Have you walked through that?" And I'm telling you what, they they could save you a lot of headaches if you learn from their mistakes. But I think they can also challenge you in a lot of ways, good ways, because they understand. So unlike a, a comrade could just be a friend. Right. Right. And that's good. And you can talk to them. A confidant, you could you could vent to. But here's the reality. If they don't understand your line of work because they're not in it, you may not get the advice that you really need. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, on, on the colleague side of things, just one last thing, the colleague side of things, they understand – what you're going through. They understand the difficulties you face. Here's what I can almost guarantee you. If I face a challenge within my business, 99% of the time, Alicia's already faced it and she's already went through it. If I face a challenge in my business, 99% of the time, Nick, he's already went through it. He's already he's already challenged with it. So I can learn from their mistakes and even I can share some things that I'm going through to maybe help them if they were to go through something similar. So, yeah. So for for those listening, you you probably already have a colleague. The question is, are you looking at them as a colleague or a competitor? Yeah. Right. Because when we're in the same business or industry, it's easy to 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 get yourself on an island. Um, for me, Jason Williams is a good example. Valley yeah. Community Church. Uh, he's a pastor, so we're colleagues. Uh, he also owns and operates a business outside of the church. I get that. We're colleagues. He also sits on a school board in Grain yeah. Valley. We're in different school districts, but sitting on a school board, we're colleagues. So finding somebody like that that has so many similar things, we are. We're going to be able to challenge each other and learn from each other. But if I viewed Jason as a competitor, then I wouldn't have those conversations because I would I would look at him as, oh, well, that's a different school district or that's a different business yeah. or that's a different church. So I think that's helpful. Uh, so as we look at those types of people, Chad, I can imagine maybe some of our listeners have also thought of other types of people. And I guess what I would say is, well, yeah, then don't don't minimize the list. Does it have to start with a C? Well, for me. <laughs> yeah. For Chad, me Chad, well. knows me, Chad knows me way too well. Yeah, it's got to – the alliteration has to work. So if you can find other things that start with a C, you know, whether it's companion or comforter. But no, in all honesty – I, I kind of hope it is thought provoking. I hope there's there's somebody out there that maybe said, you know what, I kind of think I need I need this this type of person. Do I have this person? So maybe the takeaway, Chad, for for people is what type of people do you have, right? And who's missing from the list? Yeah, and do they know that you're they're they're your people? Yeah, you know do, I mean? do they know what you need from them and Absolutely. expect from them? Yeah, because you can't have somebody in a role that doesn't understand that they're in the role. So I hope it's thought provoking. I hope it's challenging. I hope people walk away with who do I have, who do I need. Uh, but maybe just give us a last thought from what you hope people walk away from this specific pillar. This is the pillar of people, yeah. and you can't live life alone and live a life of purpose. We yeah. have to have people. Here's what I would tell you, Bobby: leadership is tough, and sometimes. That group that you can surround yourself with is a very small group. But if you try to do this thing on your own, 
you'll lose every time. I've been there. I've tried to do it on my own. And it wasn't until I started to surround my people, just like I said in the beginning, people that that thought bigger than I did and had bigger aspirations than I did. It wasn't until I surrounded myself with those people that I actually started to get better, right? Still not there, but it will be those people that I surround myself with that will help me get there for sure. Yeah, I think people say leadership is lonely. It is. And what we're saying is, but it doesn't have to be. A hundred percent. Doesn't have to be. So hopefully this was thought-provoking for everybody. Hopefully this uh, added some insight to you. Go out and check out the other two podcasts ahead of this one. It'll be more things on just living that purpose-driven life, Bobby. Yep. And we'll be back. Uh, we'll be back in May. And uh, again, just uh, another shout out to Kappa just in their awareness month. Appreciate all they do. And uh, we'll hopefully see you next month. This is the April edition of the Epic Leadership Podcast. Uh, Chad, myself, appreciate you listening or watching whichever uh, platform that uh, you use. And uh, we'll see you or talk to you soon. Have a great month, guys. hopefully give you some good insights into some leadership of a couple different industries. And if you've enjoyed it, we would love to have a good review. Uh, Give us a five-star rating if you can. Share it with some friends. If you didn't like it, then tune in again next time and we will try to do better. We'll see you next time, guys.